Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Okay. <laughs> what is wrong with me? Why am I laughing? Wait, you've got to be kidding me. Let's get this untwisted. Normally, I sit down to record an episode and I have a general theme in my mind. You know, I want to talk about my fitness journey. I want to talk about 75 hard. I want to talk about the time that Keith and I were scammed. But I just hit record with absolutely not a single thought in my mind. Like there is nothing upstairs right now. And I don't know where I'll even go in the direction of this episode. I have a few maybe some things I want to talk about. But this is our last episode of 2020, folks. I don't know how we got here. I am so beyond grateful. And I have been doing this for so many episodes in a row now. I start off with like a long ass ramble of how grateful I am. But I'm never going to stop because I'm never not grateful for every single one of you who take the time to listen to my podcast. And I feel like that is the highest form of flattery when it comes to content creation because you have to have a a lot of patience maybe to listen to me for an hour or maybe you just feel bad for me you want to help me get some listens some downloads give me a five-star rating but either way somehow some way 2020 has brought us together. We started the podcast, and by we, I mean Taylor recording from her closet, which now has actually evolved into me recording from my office, mainly for um, distance reasons, aka I got very lazy carrying my computer and microphone, etc. into my closet. Um, But truly, the audio is better in there. So for the benefit of the audience, I really should get my lazy butt up and, and start going back into the closet. But I started this podcast, I started planning it, I think in April or May, and then just all of a sudden kind of launched it in June, and I've done 26 episodes between now and then, which makes, you know, perfect sense, 52 weeks in the year, whatnot. I think I took one or two weeks off on accident, but somehow we've made it here, and I just, I can't help but be sappy. I'm a big sap. I've realized in my life, I don't get very sad about things that are actually sad, like uh, death, for example. Death obviously makes me sad, but I feel like the things that I get choked up about are the sappy things. It's like the happy endings to a movie or like reading a nice greeting card, thinking back on memories, all of that stuff that's just so beyond like 
quesadilla cheesy. It's just right up my sappy alley. And I'm okay with kind of leaning into the sappiness of it all, but I really do get choked up and emotional when it comes to my journey specifically because I sort of feel like my content creation has been the biggest crapshoot. And it's one of those things where I got lucky. Like I just got lucky. And I kind of laugh and I think to myself like, wow, I started 2020 with 215 subscribers on YouTube. And I'm ending 2020 with, I think, somewhere around 75,000, which surprisingly enough, that was my goal. And I think of that as like the coolest thing ever. Like who would want to subscribe to my channel? Who would want to listen to a podcast? Who would want to watch Taylor do anything or listen to me do anything? But then last night, as I'm I'm trying to go to bed. Well, really, I was avoiding going to bed because I've gotten myself into a bad pattern of staying up too late and then waking up too late because once you have one off night, it takes at least four or five days to readjust because I think on Tuesday, today is Friday, I went to bed at five in the morning. So really it was Monday night was actually Tuesday morning. I went to bed at five in the morning. I was just editing, 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 trying to get stuff done and Sooner or later, somehow the clock says five in the morning. I don't know. So then, of course, the next day I wake up at noon or something because, hello, I still need a proper night's sleep, although it's sleep that happened in the morning. But but every night since then, it's just been a gradual like, okay, instead of four or five in the morning, I'm going to go to bed at three in the morning and then I'm going to go to bed at two in the morning. So last night, couldn't fall asleep because I'm in this terrible cycle. I need to get out of it. That is one very important goal for 2020 is actually keeping my early morning routine consistent because it hasn't been the past few weeks and that's frustrating on so many productive levels, so many personal levels. I just, I get so mad at myself if I wake up past nine in the morning. I'm just infuriated, but also I'm a notorious sleeper inner all my life. I've been the kind of person that sleeps in, my whole family sleeps in, like Christmas morning. We are not up probably until 9.30. We are lucky if we are downstairs, as in like, you know, by the Christmas tree, by like 10.30. Like that is a pretty good Christmas morning if we're on time at 10.30. And I'm not kidding you whatsoever. We were never those kids to wake up early. We were never waking up at five in the morning. It just wasn't my family. So the fact that I'm sleeping in is not out of character, but it is annoying. So last night, you know, I'm I'm trying to get my stuff done and I'm kind of procrastinating going to sleep. And all of a sudden I stumble upon an unfiltered podcast episode, which is a podcast hosted by Heath and Zane of the Vlog Squad, and they were talking to Addison Ray from TikTok. And I don't know much about Addison Ray, to be honest, other than a little bit from her past because I listened to one of her first podcast episodes. I think it's called Mama Knows Best. I've seen her on TikTok, but obviously that's TikTok, especially somebody like Addison just does lots of dancing or, you know, lip syncing, whatever. The, whatever the kids do. No, I'm totally kidding. But she is a talent, you know, and they were talking about how she's in an upcoming movie and, you know, all of the success that she's had and how wild it is that all of this has happened in one year's time. Technically, by now, it's a year and a half, but she posted her first TikTok, downloaded the TikTok app in July 2019, and now has collectively across like Instagram, TikTok, wherever, 100 million followers. 
I think on TikTok, it's somewhere around 60 or 70. 60 or 70 million followers in a year. Or you think about Charlie D'Amelio, 100 million followers on a single platform in one year. There has never been a platform like that in the history of time. But that just goes to show how impactful this app is and how crazy it's grown and how fast people have seen their lives change literally overnight. And also just shows how many people, how many users are actively on this app around the world. I think it's phenomenal. I think it is absolutely absurd, like in a crazy cool way. But I just laughed to myself because I'm patting myself on the back for 75,000 subscribers in one year. And then I listen to this podcast as I'm going to bed and they're talking about how she's gained 100 million in one year. And listen, she deserves it. She really does. But I'm not going to shit on myself because one number is less than another. You know, I'm still proud of the progress that I've made this year. I feel like I've come a long way, specifically mentally. I think even if you would have had this conversation with me five, six months ago, I probably would have been so infinitely jealous. I wouldn't have been able to even talk so maturely about this kind of topic because I would have just been like, wow, what have I done wrong? What is she doing right that I don't have? Or, you know, blah, blah, blah. I just would go into this downward spiral of I'm terrible. She's amazing or they're amazing, whomever, not specifically, not specifically calling out Addison right here. I'm just speaking overarchingly. But I feel like in the past few months or even just in 2020, I've come a long way in at least recognizing my own strengths and not shitting on myself as much as I used to. And you know, here's the thing. Everybody's journey is different. And maybe if I would have done X, Y, or Z, my journey would have been different, but I'm damn proud of where we are. I am beyond happy and confident in my journey. I'm so beyond thankful for you listening to me because chances are, if you're listening to this podcast right now, you and I have probably had a private conversation and a direct message. And that means more to me than any number of followers could ever. Because when I wanted to start producing content, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, podcast, wherever, my main objective was really just to be able to build a connection with anybody who would take the time to watch my videos and spread joy to the people who would. And I feel like, obviously, you know, the work is not done yet, but that is probably the thing I am most proud of is I feel very, very connected to you all. And that sounds so cheesy. And I feel like everybody says that, like we have the strongest fan base, we have the strongest followers, blah, blah, blah. And I'm not about to say all of that, but on a one-on-one basis, I am just so proud and happy to know you all. And at the end of the day, that is the thing that makes me the absolute most happy. So let's flash back to January 2020. If we take a quick little trip down memory lane of this year, because obviously I come on here every single week, I update you on a certain topic, or I go on YouTube and I do a challenge, I do a review, I take you on a vlog of my life, of my day, But there's so much that I feel like I haven't shared or I don't share. And let's just knock it out of the park. Let's just get started on that by talking from 
day one of the infamous year that is 2020. Sorry, I think I keep hiccuping or something. So if you're hearing like weird uh, inflections in my voice, it's really just me. I don't know, maybe like processing the morning or something. I need to just start recording at nighttime. I've had much more success, especially in my spiels when I record at night. So my apologies that it's 1126 in the morning, but also happy one week till Christmas had to end on a positive note. Okay, January 1st, 2020. The first thing I see in my camera roll is my progress pictures I took from my first ever fitness challenge. I talked about this in the last podcast, so I'm not going to dive deep into it once again, but this was the first ever challenge I did on my channel. This was the 12 330 walking treadmill challenge, which feels very full circle now that I've just announced a walking challenge for January 21. And I'll tell you all the name that I've finally decided for it because it took me what felt like a century. I had a plan in my mind. I wanted to name the challenge something along the lines of 21 because I wanted it to be commemorative, if you may, to the year 2021. But saying that takes so much effort, so much time. It just, it was detracting from the message that is the walking challenge. So I was kind of, you know, toying with the whole like twisty thing or I don't know, maybe something like walking or stepping. I don't know. Thank you for all of your suggestions. I finally decided to call it, wait for it. It's not even that good of a name, but just bear with me here. Step into 21. Just plain and simple, step into 21. I think it rolls off the tongue kind of nicely, which is really the main objective. I want to make sure that, you know, it makes sense to you. It's easy for you to remember. And it's not like the twisty talky walky challenge of 2021. (laughs) So I hope that that, you know, maybe made you smile a little bit. But I'm looking at these progress pictures, which is so crazy because I remember taking these pictures and thinking like, wow, like this is the most important thing in my life or this challenge means everything to me. And I'm proud of the fact that I decided to do a walking challenge and I started my year off on a good note, you know, putting my health first, even though I did the challenge technically in the month of December, I still had a great time doing it, you know, and I think my priorities were just a little messed up. I think I was doing it a lot more for aesthetic purposes And that to me is just not where my mind is at anymore. But if I hadn't have done that, you know, if I didn't take that big old fat leap of faith, we probably wouldn't be talking right now, would we? I went to San Francisco in January, which now I should have just known I wasn't taking full advantage of that opportunity to be traveling somewhere and to actually be out and about. Like, it's weird to look at these pictures without a mask on, like such a weird time that wasn't even long ago now. Even in February, I went to Scottsdale with my family. And of course, there was nothing really stirring at the time. I feel like at the time that we were in Scottsdale was when there was very minor reports of something weird happening. And I want to say it was like in Europe or maybe there was like one single case, ironically enough, in the state of Washington. And that was it. And I don't want this whole episode to focus on like the downsides of coronavirus, but you can't talk about 2020 without mentioning it, which is just absurd. It really is. 
March 18th, March 18th was the day that I was let go from my job. I remember it to a T. I remember every second of it. I remember every single feeling I felt, which was just so much confusion, but also like in the strangest, strangest way, like this little itty bitty moment of excitement. Because if we look at this year from a YouTube perspective, starting in January, Whitney Simmons announced her launch of the Alive app, which is her app that you can download on Android, iPhone, wherever the heck, and you can follow her workouts, workout programs, workout guides, whatever. She announced the launch of the app, I want to say at the beginning of January, and said, we're going to take this week to work out the kinks. You're going to use the app, you can trial it, and then we're going to start the 2020 challenge together next week. So I took that opportunity and I said, okay, that's amazing. I'm going to use this app for this next week. I'm going to review it. I'm going to talk about what I liked about it. And then I'm going to make a video about it. And I got extraordinarily lucky because I tagged her in my video. She saw it, she found it, and she shared it to her story. And it wasn't like one of these like crazy you know, overnight explosion sort of things because it really wasn't. But she definitely helped me get a few more subscribers and a lot more views on that one video. And it happened, I want to say on Super Bowl Sunday that she promoted my video. And I just remember sitting there with my friends like, oh my God, I have 100 views. Oh my God, I have 200 views. Oh my God, I have 500 views. Like it just kept going up and up and up. And I would say because of my walking challenge, because of my Whitney Simmons review, all of these different videos, it allowed me to get to a thousand subscribers as well as 4,000 watch hours. And I hit that magical marker on February 13th, which if you're not familiar, basically those two requirements, 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 watch hours are the minimum requirements that you need to monetize your YouTube channel. And I just remember being so excited, like so overwhelmed. Oh my gosh, I'm going to finally be able to monetize my YouTube channel. And I really didn't know what that meant, of course, at the time. And it just, I just thought it was the crazy coolest thing. So the first day that I was able to finally be accepted into the partner program was February 13th. And March 18th was the day I was let go from my job. So I just wonder what sort of like divine intervention or spiritual being was watching over me, whatever it is that you believe in. I don't know, but I just feel like that timeline happened for a reason because otherwise, as of now, I've been out of work. Technically what you might call an on-call or a temporary layoff situation, aka I've never been formally fired, but I've been told I cannot work anymore because there is no work for me. Does that make sense? So technically that's been my situation since March 18th. We are now on, oh my God, December 18th is the day that I'm recording this. That means that without YouTube, I would have been absolutely unemployed um, with no income for nine months now. And that's just where I cannot express enough how incredibly fortunate I am to have this platform or to have your support to be watching my videos and to have given me a chance to be where I am right now because honestly, I don't know how I would have gotten through this year 
otherwise. And I really feel like there's a misconception when it comes to YouTube in general. Like I'm really not making big old bank over here. I'm really not. I'm doing all right, but I just would not have been able to survive financially without this channel. And the podcast is a free platform. I mean, so is YouTube, obviously, but I don't really make much money from doing the podcast. And it's just something that I love. And it's something that I knew I've always wanted to do, which is why I do it. And I have always wanted to keep it going because I don't want to ever just do something for monetary reward, which is why I love the podcast so much, because it's just so carefree and it's fun and it just makes me so happy. And I don't ever have to worry about like a financial side to it. Whereas YouTube is almost like, okay, I do my two videos a week, not only because I have so many ideas and I just want to be able to create so much content, but also in a weird way, it's like, okay, that's your assignment for the week. That's your job. That's your duty. You do that in order to continue to work, you know, continue to have an income. I'm sort of getting off topic here, but obviously I don't really want to touch on March too much because I feel like March was the longest month of our entire lives. I felt like there were 400 days in the month of March alone. It dragged on for forever and ever. Amen. And I just, I don't even want to think about it because it it was just, it was such a dark place back then. And I think really up until, gosh, I don't even know, like when the sun came out in the summer, people were just in such low spirits. And I think obviously coronavirus is still very alive and well, unfortunately, But there was so much confusion in the beginning that I think just led to a lot of fear and anxiety and depression and being told to stay at home, which is not something that we are conditioned to do even as human beings. Like our bodies aren't meant to just be in confined walls with artificial lighting all day long. Like it's not good for you, literally. Getting outside is what keeps our minds happy. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Happy. But thinking back on how this year has affected me, is so beyond wild because I just remember being let go from my job and having this like small glimmer of hope in the back of my mind that maybe, just maybe, I would have the opportunity to use this time when so many people are out of work, so many people are suffering, so many people are literally so ill they're in the hospital or, you know, losing loved ones, eviction, like all of these terrible things maybe I could have the opportunity to distract you from something that you're facing or something that's preoccupying your mind for 10 minutes at a, oh my God, I did the hiccup thing, for 10 minutes at a time to just bring a little light into your day with a silly little YouTube video. And that's really all that my channel is and has become. And I really hope that somehow that was relayed to you in in some way or another. And then of course, my channel sort of took on its own mind of its own once I really dove into trying out all these different fitness challenges, which truly was 
such a defying period of quarantine because there's definitely, you know, the different moments of quarantine. There's like the banana bread part of quarantine, never made a loaf, the tie dye part of quarantine, never tie dyed a single thing, never bought a tie dye single thing. And there's also the at home workout part of quarantine, which for me obviously felt the closest to home, not literally, not only because I was actively doing those workouts myself, but also because I was almost contributing to that narrative by doing the workouts and sharing them and reviewing them on my channel. I mean, think back to like the Chloe Ting days, like Chloe Ting took over our lives. Everybody was doing Chloe Ting. I think she won creator, health and fitness creator of the year, rightfully so, because everybody was doing Chloe Ting. Like that woman went from, I don't know, a million or two followers, maybe even less than that to, I don't even know what she has now. I'm going to guess like 16 million, something absurd. And all just because she had these amazing programs that sort of went viral on TikTok or people were just doing them left and right. And it was a way to kind of make our minds a little happier and get our bodies moving if we couldn't leave our houses. So I sometimes think back to quarantine based on what workout program I was doing at the time. And so much of it is a blur now because I think I've been living the Groundhog Day pretty much every single day since March 18th. Like that's just been our lives. <laughs> but of course, like there's also been some some really positive things. Like the first time I hit, I think, 10,000 followers on YouTube, I decided to do like a cute little video with some subscribers. I FaceTimed you all. I said, hey, tell me what you want me to do during the day. It was sort of a, a silly concept because I think it had been very overdone, but it was such a blessing because I was able to connect with five or six different subscribers that somehow watched my channel and were just so kind to allow me to use their footage or put them on YouTube and and let me talk with them and get to know them. And I still chat with so many of them to this day. And it was just the absolute cutest, coolest thing ever. And I just did this full video just talking about my subscribers and how much you mean to me. And then there's even like the personal moments of my life where Keith and I brought home Reese, which in my mind, I almost can't process that we've had her in our home now for seven months. And the other day she was kind of at like this little doggy daycare thing and I was having a total mom moment where I'm like, oh my God, I rely on this being to keep me company all day long, to protect me, to be my friend, to make me happy, to be my emotional support animal. And now she's gone for like not even six or seven hours and I'm so beyond sad. And it, I can't even think back to beyond the time of May, like when I was here all alone every day by myself, which actually is not completely true because Keith was temporarily laid off during that time frame as well. So really, I haven't been alone completely because I've either had Keith or Reese or both. But of course, I mean, you can't think of 2020 as being all negatives because if 2020 hadn't have happened, Reese wouldn't have been born. I wouldn't have been able to bring her home and she wouldn't have been the absolute light of my life, the star of my eye. Like she is my favorite thing in this whole world and I love her with my whole heart and I can't imagine my life without her. Then of course we had the end of May, which brought about the start to my 75 hard journey, which was so telling in so many ways, you know, so difficult, so eye-opening, um, 
you know, are we happy that we did it? Yes. Will we do it again? Most likely not. I'm not going to say no. I'm never going to say no to canceling anything out of my life. But, um, you know, here we are. (laughs) But I think 75 Hard actually brought a lot of you to my channel to see my content because it was something that people were so curious about and they really loved hearing updates on how my journey was going or, you know, almost in a weird way, I'm sure some people were like, oh, is she going to mess up? Like, is she going to not do her single tasks for the day? Blah, blah, blah. And I swear to God, I did it wholeheartedly. I did it truthfully. There was only one time where I had a semi scare. Like I thought I fucked up, but I didn't. Thank God. But I thought I forgot to take a progress picture of myself and I couldn't find it. And I think I had accidentally deleted it or I took it on my like actual uh, vlogging camera, not my phone. So I was petrified. And I want to say it was It wasn't that far in. Maybe it was around like day 20 or day 30, which still like that's almost halfway. So in the grand scheme of things, yeah, you were pretty far into it. And I was very terrified, especially because I was nervous to admit a fault. Like what if I would have messed up? No big deal, but it would have been frustrating and it would have been like, gosh, darn it. I have to start over from square one. And who's to say if I would have actually kept it up or if I would have just fallen off the train because I kind of did it a little bit, not really strategically, but I wanted to get it done before the fall, before my birthday, before the holiday season, because I didn't want to have to restrict myself during that time frame, which really even just saying that sentence out loud makes me and hopefully you recognize why the program is not that fantastic because I shouldn't ever have to tell myself oh, I need to plan what I'm going to do this program so then I can live my life other parts of the year. Does that make sense? It isn't (laughs) sustainable, obviously. It's a program that's not meant to be sustainable. You're supposed to do it for a set period of time, but I just don't love the ideology behind the all or nothing or the diving deep and restricting yourself from one thing or another because any program that ends up telling you to do that never lasts. Like, I don't know anybody who's ever done Whole30, Keto, 75 Hard, or something of the sort without taking a break or, you know, doing it for a few months and then never picking it up again. Because if it was built to last, then it would, you know? That's just my soapbox for the day. I know it's kind of a hot topic, but I've definitely fallen subject to it myself and I've definitely you know, been the person that's like, oh yes, I've tried intermittent fasting because I have. And I really did like it, but again, wasn't sustainable. I tried keto for like a very, very brief period of time. Wasn't sustainable. I tried Whole30. Wasn't sustainable. I tried, oh God, you know, it just feels like everything under the sun. And at the end of the day, the only thing that stuck with me afterwards was probably the weight I gained times two after I stopped doing the program and I lived my normal life once more, because the only thing that's ever going to work for me and my body is balance. That's probably my biggest takeaway from 2020. If you watched my latest YouTube video on my fitness journey, I kind of dive into this a little bit more. And I hope that you took the time to, I don't know, hear me out a little bit, because I feel like sometimes it's so hard to get things into a 10 minute video. And a lot of times I just love to provide more entertainment than like heartfelt content, because Sometimes that's not that interesting to watch, but I know if you are a longtime listener of the podcast, then you might have already heard that story. You might have scrolled back to listen to it at this point, but I appreciate you just 
giving me a chance. I really do feel like my content in that way has also evolved because I can even see it like on my face, in my personality, in the videos that I choose to do now that I've evolved hopefully in a good way from doing things that like I said, from the beginning, it was so much more about aesthetics. Like even the walking challenge going into 2020 was so much about me just wanting to lose pounds from the holiday season or just to get back into shape, whatever that meant. But now when I'm trying to, you know, start a 2021 walking challenge, step into 21, it's so much more about just having it be a healthy mindset or doing additional steps every day for you and your mind and your mental health and your long-term health, like how good walking can be for you on a long-term scale. And I'm not here to say like I'm perfect. And as I've said before, I'm not a dietitian. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not certified in personal training, at least not yet, which is one of those things I totally mentioned and then haven't brought up again in a few months. And it's really just because It is a lot of money and I'm just trying to save up for it. That's all that it is. And really, I shouldn't have declared it so presumptuously because I just wanted to share my excitement for my decision and that I wanted to become certified. But I think because my goals with the certification are so much different than what maybe an actual personal trainer would do, I haven't had the same sort of motivation to carry through with paying for the program. It is something that's still on my mind. It's still something that is a goal of mine that I want to achieve. Like I was saying, a lot of personal trainers obviously would get their certification so they can practice their practice. They can coach people. They can have their own guides or, you know, maybe they can just have clients, whatever it might be to be a personal trainer. But for me, the only reason I want to get my certification is for you all. I want to be more knowledgeable. I want to know more about the fitness industry. I want to know why my body's, you know, reacting this way when I do this one exercise or why that move is so good for me or how this full body exercise can improve my whole health or my, you know what, I'm just talking out of my butt right now, but that's my goal. And I know that that's kind of silly in some ways that I would maybe spend a lot of money to do something like that. But if I want to continue to share fitness content, I don't just want to pull information out of my butt that I've been seeing online or how do I know if this is true or not? I just want to learn myself. And it's something I've always been passionate about. I love the science behind things. I love learning more about how our bodies work and why we do the workouts that we do, etc. And maybe how we feel our bodies. I would love to be certified in nutrition as well. So really it's for my own passion and my own interest, but also so I'm not an ignorant quote unquote influencer. And I don't want my channel to ever be so niche down that I'm solely doing like fitness review content because that's not fun for me, to be honest. I love doing fitness reviews, but not solely. Like there's so much more to say and talk about and dive into than just solely you know, doing a challenge and reviewing it. I love that, but it's not the end all be all. And I don't ever want to just put myself in a box like that. So I would love to get my CBT. I promise I've not just like stated it and then forgotten about it. It's still on my mind. It's still something I think about very often. I just, I need to save up a little bit more money. And of course the holiday season hits and my bank account goes to zero. And then of course I kind of took a leap of faith and I decided to work with an amazing designer and put out my first little 
mini merch collection. And that was the absolute coolest thing that I never, ever thought I would actually do this year. And I really, I really didn't want to make merch for a really long time because I didn't want to almost like put out product in a time frame that is so hurting. Like 2020 in general has just been such a hard year and I don't need to put out product during a time when many people are just having a hard time. And to be honest with you, I probably won't put out merch again for quite some time just because I knew that if there was ever merch that I really was very passionate about creating, it was Christmas merch or holiday merch. And that's why I just loved this little collection so much. And it was an absolute dream of mine. And the fact that I'm even staring at it right now, I'm actually wearing some of it as I'm speaking, is so absurd. I FaceTimed my good friend last night and she was literally wearing my shirt as we were talking. And it was completely unexpected. Like I didn't know that I was going to be talking to her. She didn't know we were going to be FaceTiming. She was just wearing it. And I, okay, I get it. Oh my God, I'm stuttering. I get at a loss for words because it makes me so emotional and so proud of the connection that I have with you all that you would want to buy something like with my name on it. I know it's not blatantly like Taylor Woods, but still it's something that I designed. It's something I created and you took the time to, you know, think about the purchase, maybe buy it or just look through it and support me in any sort of way. I thought it was the absolute dream of my life, (laughs) which is so dramatic, but it was a dream come true. It really was. And like I said, I probably won't do merch for quite some time, but it was the biggest honor. And I had the absolute best designer, Alex Miller. If you ever need anything for your companies, your designs, whatever it might be, absolutely look into her. She's actually a professional designer. Like she does work for companies and stuff, but, um, she's also a subscriber. She's a listener, which makes me all the more happy. And of course we had Twistmas 2020, a name that also came from a subscriber. Thank you so much, Paige. It was just one of the coolest little parts of my YouTube channel because I have always done two videos a week and it's always been quite a lot of work for me, but I've continued to do it because I love it and I love providing more and more content for you all. So when Twistmas rolled around, I knew I wanted to create more content, but I still wanted to be able to enjoy the Christmas season. So I hope that you don't absolutely hate me for not completely taking part in Vlogmas. I wish I could have, but um, quite literally, I've been doing nothing. So I don't know what I would have been vlogging either way. Like, I don't know what a lot of these other people are vlogging. I've seen some like, oh, you know, clean my closet with me. But I feel like nobody would watch me clean my closet. Also, my closet's fairly clean. So I'm I'm proud of that. (laughs) It is sad, though, that it's coming to a close. And my last... Twistmas holiday content will be uploaded tomorrow, the 22nd. And then that's it for the year. I mean, I have one or two more videos coming out before the end of the year. I won't be doing anything on Christmas. I'm sorry. I'm just um, going to be enjoying the Christmas time at home with Keith. <laughs> but having like the Twistmas tradition started warms my heart in every single way. And I just. I'm really sad about 2020 as a whole because it's been a horrible year. It really has. And I mean, for so many reasons, more than one, it's been really hard for so many people. But I could not express my gratitude enough for 
you tuning into this podcast, something positive that came out of 2020. You know me, I need to end on positives. Um, my channel that went from 200 to 75,000 in this time frame, that's a big old positive. Connecting with you all, talking with you in DMs, messaging you on Instagram, talking to you on TikTok, Twitter, wherever it might be. That is the highlights of my year. And in some ways, it just seems like everything that I do online, you know, my YouTube, my podcast, wherever, consumes my life. And I think it really, really does. And I think that that can be toxic in a lot of ways. But for me, it makes me at the same time so beyond happy because I wouldn't be here sitting in this little tiny couch in my office talking to you if you hadn't have given me a chance, if you hadn't have made this year a year that made my channel actually become a thing. I don't want to say a thing. That sounds so freaking conceited, but you know what I mean? It actually allowed me the chance to connect with more people. And that is something I am forever grateful for. More importantly, I love you all who listen to this podcast. You make my heart so beyond happy. Um, This episode was a little bit of a total mess, but I really just wanted to sit down and break down 2020 with you all. And this is the last episode of the year. And I'm sorry to say that, but just going to give my sweet little editor, Keith, a tiny little Christmas break. And I'll talk to you all in 21, step into 21. And I hope that it will be an amazing year for everybody. I hope that things do a complete 180 and we're sprinting through the streets, hugging one another, no masks on um, once, you know, everything's in the clear. (laughs) But I just need to end the podcast because I'm just going to keep going on about how sappy and happy I am. So I love you all. Thank you for believing in me. You mean the absolute world to me and I would be nothing without you. Have a wonderful rest of your 2020 and I will see you in the new year.